Hello and welcome back to the CSC Talk podcast. I'm your host, Mohamed Salija. As always, we're joined by the usual co-host, Alex Inamar. Even though he did miss the last episode, he's back tonight to review a, a debatable performance against Leeds. A lot of fans left unhappy after that draw. Um, but tonight we're also joined by a guest, Nick Williams, from that uh, Chelsea podcast. And if you haven't heard of that podcast, I'm sure you're living under a rock, one of the finest podcasts um, based on Chelsea. Um, over the internet, I usually do listen it, listen to it every week. Uh, whenever I do get the opportunity to do so, Nick, welcome to the podcast. Um, we've done this before, but <laughs> how are you feeling? <laughs> oh, I'm um, good, man. I'm I'm good. Uh, pe- <laughs> listeners are gonna know this. This is like take two. Um, so thank thank you again for for if, you know for twice messaging out saying how much you like my podcast. Um, it means a lot, and I'm I'm very happy to be on with you, boys. And fingers crossed. Recording goes well this time. Yep, hopefully it does. Uh, Alex, welcome back to the podcast. I have to say that as well for you. But um, how are you feeling? How's been? How's how's your week been so far? It's been a pretty hectic week. Week I'd say with university interviews and things. But yeah, really happy to be on and don't see anything getting in the way of being on CFC Talk every other every other couple of days so yeah really happy to be on and i definitely missed it so great to be on again and for the future mark um welcome how are you feeling how's how's your day gone yeah i mean we we, we drew it was a disappointing game but my, <laughs> my, my my game my my day has has been kind of okay just except for the draw i think I think yeah. Um, overall, I think I think it wasn't the best of games. But uh, just for our viewers, uh, our talking points for tonight. We'll first discuss the lineup and the change of formation with with a bit of a surprise um, as fans were left uh, wondering whether we were playing three at the back and Pulisic as right wing back or, or playing four at the back. Um, the first half snooze fest, as Amart likes to call it, as well as the problems in attack and the inability to finish chan- the chances that we were creating. Um, poor performance from uh, Hakim Ziyech and Christian Pulisic, and then an average performance from both Mason Mount and Kai Havertz. Um, Kai, of course, failing to score tonight. Um, Chilwell, I think, uh, I think not not the best of performances from him. He's been getting a lot of stick from the fans as well. Um, and even though we've, we've got so so many negatives from this game, a lot of positives as well. Uh, good performances from Rudiger Kante and, of course, uh, Edouard Mendy, who keeps his 19th clean sheet in Chelsea now, still have only conceded two goals um, under Thomas Tuchel. Um, Callum Hudson-Odoi and, and Werner's performances off the bench, which will be very important to talk about as well as we head into Atletico midweek. And then a disappointing result, of course, um, drawing against Leeds and then Atletico Madrid in the um, in the midweek. Um, and then we'll give our predicted lineups for those. I want to start off by by a question um, to Nick. Nick, um, a game where we really thought we were going to win. Leeds is, is kind of a team which is known for either playing games as if they're prime Barcelona and, and and winning the games or or they'll they'll shut off and completely lose the game. I don't I don't really see Leeds as a game who who end up drawing many times. Is this in a sense a loss for Chelsea or if if we look at it in an overall perspective in from the Man United game, um, so basically between both the Atletico games is this still a good performance from Chelsea or, or we could have done better tonight and then we could have um, taken the three points home? Well, certainly not a good performance. I think that's fair to say. I, I 
think it's probably been our worst performance under Tuchel so far, if we're being perfectly honest. Uh, in terms of a bigger picture, like you said, from I guess from Atletico to where we are now, if you'd said to Chelsea fans we'd take eight points from those four games, I think most most people would have you know been pretty happy with that. I would have been pretty happy with that. I think it's just frustrating that given the two brilliant performances we've seen recently against Liverpool and Everton to be brought back down to earth with that performance today is frustrating. But then again, it's perhaps not all that surprising given, you know, from what we know, supporting Chelsea. Um, I wouldn't say it feels like a loss. I think it certainly helped the fact that Everton have lost at home to Burnley. Today, that helps us massively. So that's a point gained on Everton, if you you want to think about it that way. But it certainly means Everton missed a chance to, to punish us. And then if, you know, United beat West Ham tomorrow and if Arsenal can get a result against Spurs, this point doesn't look that bad. It's still obviously a disappointing result because we should be beating Leeds. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not the end of the world. But it is a it wasn't a good it wasn't really a good performance at all. And I say I, I do think it's probably our worst performance under Thomas Tuchel so far. Alex, would you agree with Nick on that one, or um, what's your opinions on this game? Yeah, I think it's pretty fair to take on it. Like, um, sec- I mean, we just kind of gave in the second half. We kind of just, there, there wasn't really anything happening. In the first half, we still, I mean, we had chances. I mean, Havertz, I think, in the game got four shots on target. But, so we were definitely testing the keeper. But anything really of note in the game in terms of creating chances, I can't really think of many. I mean, the closest I think we really came was when the one of the Leeds defenders decided to clear the ball into the head of another Leeds defender, hit the crossbar and then bounced back into the keeper's, uh, keeper's hand. So... Yeah, just not a great performance in that we're not really creating any particularly good quality chances. And it seems like in the final third, we're just kind of getting a bit, what's the word? We just get a bit nervous, I think. we, we do, I mean, I thought we did well to play around leads for a lot of the heart, for a lot of the game. But whenever we got into the final thirds, other than that one decent Rudiger shot, and I think Mount took a decent long shot in the first half, just... Yeah, not a great performance, but I get. I mean, there were still positives. I think, like, uh, I mean, good performances from Rudiger, from Kante looked really, really good today. I thought, and same for Mendy as well. So, still positives, but yeah, overall, it's a game that, considering Leeds are quite a leaky team defensively, we really should be doing better. And it's it's a little bit worrying. I think that, well, for the rest of the season, pretty much that we're not really scoring much. Yeah, I think I think both of you mentioned the um, finishing in the final third. Amart, this was kind of a game where we, we knew it was going to be a tactical game where both managers are going to try and, and bring in as much tactics as they can. A game where I think Timo Werner would have probably enjoyed a lot a lot of a lot of uh, this game because of the fact that that Leeds keep a high line and, and Chelsea would like to play through balls and I think we did see that throughout the game. Um, Werner not starting. Your thoughts on that? Is is this a sign that we need to sign a striker in in the summer? Um, and in the situation with Tammy. Yeah. So on the issue of um, signing a striker, I think we definitely need to sign a striker because right now it doesn't really look like we have any kind of um, finishing threats uh, like in in our attack at all. Like 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 Alex said when. We get to the final third. There's this kind of nervousness and this kind of hesitation to whether take a shot or to pass the ball or whatever it is that they need to do. Like they are not really decisive in their in their um decisions. So probably if we get 
um, a striker that that can score goals. Like we've seen it in the past before. Like we've seen strikers bring out the best in the attackers around them. I think we saw it with Drogba most like a lot of times, and we saw it with um, Costa too as well. Like when there's a striker that is scoring goals, a striker that is finishing chances, like you see it like um, spread around. Like you see that the other players also want to in like this kind of nervousness this kind of lack of confidence might leave a bit and on the on the issue of Werner not starting I wasn't really surprised because considering the way he performed last in the last game I think we all kind of saw that um Tuchel was like visibly not impressed with him so it wasn't really a surprise um it wasn't really a surprise seeing him benched and then Havertz and Pulisic starting up top but it was a weird one because the formation changed and we didn't know which formation we're about we're, we're using so it wasn't really clear what position Havertz we playing Pulisic we playing we don't know we we, we knew definitely without a, a, like a proper number nine starting there will be somebody playing um the false nine and I think it was Havertz that played that and to be, to be fair Havertz wasn't really bad on the day but I don't think I don't Considering the performances we've seen from Timo Werner, I don't think Timo Werner might have done anything better, like than what Havertz did. Because even when Timo, granted Timo Werner came on for like just latter part of the game, but he still didn't really get much of the ball. I think Cho was better than him when they when they both came on, and he didn't really get that much of the ball. So like on Werner starting, I wasn't really. Um, worried but it was the change in formation the 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 kind of like confusion around how the game will pan out is what the is where my issue was but i think that was it um yeah i think i think we we can all i think we all three all four of us can can agree that um with the amount of chance kai havertz had tonight i think he should have at least scored at least one of those um nick Kai Havertz, I mean, he was still, I wouldn't say he was as bad as, as some of the players on the team or overall, if you look at the team, was, he, was, he had a pretty good performance. Um, maybe not as good as what he had against Everton. But have we found this new role for Kai Havertz to play in and, and it seems to be kind of working out and, and would he be better suited playing with Werner rather than on his own? Um. Yeah, I think I think Kai was probably our best attacking attacking player today. He was probably, if you look at the grand scheme of things, probably what our fourth best player on the pitch after, uh, or fifth best player after Mendy, Rudiger, Kante, and Christensen. Um, as for false nine, I don't mind it in the short term. Long term, I don't see it working out or getting us where we need to go because he's, you know, I think we need a proper striker in there. Um, you know, which I guess might be talking about that later or whatever, but um. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. I say from now to the end of the season, I don't mind seeing him play as a false nine because it's you know we've seen it work quite well. Obviously, I think against Atletico, we'll probably see him play slightly, slightly deeper. But I I don't think Kai Havertz as a false nine is a long term viable solution. But in the short term, yeah, I see. I think we might as well go with it. But at the same time, we've kind of got so many options in in our as a striker role in the form of Giroud, um, Tammy Abraham and, and Timo Werner, all three can play well in that position on, on their day. Still, we're having issues with finishing and, and 
even if we do create a chance, we still are not converting them into goals. Um, Alex, how long before this kind of creeps us to creeps up to us? And yes, at the moment we're keeping clean sheets, so I think overall there's nothing that we can improve from our defense. Um, what's the problem, and how do we solve this? Is it a change in system that that's required? Maybe um, have more attacking players. Maybe go back to a back four. Um, James and Chilwell kind of style as we used to do under Lampard. Sorry, could you repeat the last part of that question? I didn't quite catch it. So I was just asking: Do we do we change the system if it's required now? Because the fact that we're not we're, we're creating chances. I'm not going to say we're not creating chances. We're just not finishing them. And maybe do we need to go back to the way Frank Lampard used to line up with four at the back with James and Chilwell and kind of cross in there um, and hope Giroud or Tammy can 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 kind of score. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I mean, it just seems like, I mean, we tried, we we went, we, I think we started out as a back four today. So with some people were thinking or saying that maybe it was Pulisic at right wing back, but it definitely looked like, I think as the game kind of grew, it definitely looked like Pulisic was right mid or playing as right winger. So yeah, we were not really finishing or creating ch- that many chances in the back four and also with the back five. So if I'm honest, yeah, I would like to see maybe Giroud. I mean, what? Maybe he was saving. Maybe Tuchel was saving Giroud for Atletico. Um, but to be fair, even in the away leg tie of the Atletico game, Giroud didn't do much other than the goal. So it's like it's a bit of a weird one with Giroud. Like you can in half the games you'll play him and he'll be great. He'll score some clutch goals, but then he'll also have perform. He's got a performance in him where he just doesn't really have an effect on the game. So, uh, and Tammy at the moment, yes, it, there's worries about him. It's game time, but he's not really, um, he's not, pl- uh, sorry, he's, I think he's still got an issue. Is it an ankle issue? I think that's why he's got some kind of injury, Tammy, at the moment. So we're not going to see him back for a bit. So yeah, be- the, the, be- the currently the best thing, the best option for us at the moment is to go with Havertz at the top. Is In terms of like who, who's playing the best out of all our attackers, Havertz is definitely up there. He's probably, I definitely agree with Nick in that he was our best attacker today. And it's just a shame that, I mean, it's just some others that, I mean, yeah, don't want to be too negative, but there's some players like Pulisic and Ziyech that really weren't up to scratch today. And it's it's really weird. Or it's going to be interesting to see what we go with for the Atletico game. If Giroud plays, if instead they go with Havertz up top, and then there's no mount. So, but we, I'm not sure if I would really be confident with playing Pulisic and Ziyech or either of them because it's just not really on form at the moment. But in all fairness, when it's come when it comes round to the Champions League, Ziyech's levels always t- just go up somehow. So, yeah, perhaps that's the way for perhaps that's the way for at least in the Champions League, but. It's a really tough one because we, especially for Atletico, because we can't play Mount as one of the number tens. So, but in answer to your original question, yeah, I think that Havertz is the best option for now, and until until at least Tammy comes back from his injury, and I don't think we really should have to rely on Giroud for a specific tactic or to. Yeah, um, Mark, do you agree with that? Do you agree with um, Alex and Nick or? or... Have you got your own thoughts on on Kai Havertz, and would you like to see Werner or Tammy, uh, not Tammy at the moment because he's injured? Maybe Werner or Jude to step in and, and kind of play in that position. 
Yeah, I mean, um, right now with Tommy out, um, injured, I think it's, it's only Giroud and Werner that we have, and with this with the kind of um system that um Tuchel is using, I think if it's not today's system, but like the previous ones that we, with the previous three at the back system that we've been using, I think it fits um Kai Havertz very well when he's playing as a false nine. So. Like both of them said, for the short term, it's it's it seems to be working, and he's he's thriving in that position. I think today he had two shots on targets that were saved, which was very good. I think the second one he could have done better because I think he did the same mistake that Werner did the last time. The far post was wide open, and then he decided to go near post, and the keeper saved. So, but yeah, he's he's looking very very promising in the role. So for now. Without um, much options, um, I think it would be okay going with. Uh, I'm alright. I'm alright using Havertz as a false nine for now. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll have to agree on both with everyone on this one. I think um, with with the case of Werner, we just really he's he hasn't been at the, at the best of his game, and I know we've, he's he's gotten quite a lot of chances with. Um, he's got a lot of chances under Tuchel. Uh, to prove himself, and he's just not been able to. And with Tammy being injured, he's he's kind of had to be that. He's kind of had to be pushed as a number one choice um, for us at the moment, but still hasn't really shown any improvement. Um, two other players who've, who've been under the radar by many fans as well as many journalists, um, Hakim Ziyech and Christian Pulisic. I think there were some rumours a few weeks back with either one of them leaving at the end of the season if it doesn't work out and, and us trying to make, make up money for, for Haaland or other players. Nick, do you believe any of that, or is that just fake news? I think um, the the fans are creating just noise um, that's that's just adding on to all of this drama. I, I, I don't know, man. It's it's tough. It depends who you really believe, man. If uh, if Matt Law or Simon Johnson, Liam Twomey, etc., those people start reporting that stuff, then maybe I'll like listen. But it's it's understandable. They've both had difficult seasons. Pulisic, you know, I think a lot of the Pulisic noises sort of drummed up from the American media wanting their star boy to play and they're desperate for him to... I mean, he, at the start of last season, I remember when he was struggling to get in the team under Lampard at the start, they were saying, oh, should he go on loan? So I don't really listen to, to stuff like that. You know, the new managers come in, there's some players maybe not in favour as much. There's bound to be, like, rumours linking them away. Ziyech maybe is more believable he's struggled so far really for us and you know he's 30 million that would be fairly easy to recoup so there's probably more something in that but I'd like to think Chelsea wouldn't be thinking of selling Pulisic and and from your own perspective you wouldn't want to see someone like him walk out of the club at the end of the season right no I wouldn't want to see either of them walk out to be honest like I want him to give him time I say I don't think we should be really entertaining still in either of those players what we've just got to work out man is trying to see how we can best accommodate both or accommodate them into into the system and i look i don't think they both of them need to be in the starting 11 i think we can try and be like manchester city where they can rest raheem sterling or riyad Mahrez and like rotate between them i think if that's what we've got to try and aspire to be where we're in a place where we can rotate all our attacking options and they can work well unfortunately None of our attacking options this season really have, have performed how we'd like. But no, I wouldn't be looking at selling either of those two players. Um, Amar, I'll pass the question on to you. I think, um, do you 
I think, what are your thoughts on on, on the whole Ziek and Pulisic, um, Pulisic thing at the moment? Not not being not being up to the mark and, and not performing well. Yeah, I just I just don't know what the issue is there with Ziek and Pulisic. I think probably they they've not fully recovered from their injuries, or they've not really regained the form that they had before those injuries kind of hit them. And because um, Ziek was playing like I think the last time I even tweeted out that I don't really understand why. He he's not showing like like the same form because he was playing very very well. Like he was playing very very well until that. I think it was against Leeds that he went off. He got injured and went off, and then since then he hasn't really really regained um, any form like in the past. And then with Pulisic as well, I think his his injuries also is kind of like it's affecting him mentally because. I think when he when he regained injury and when he regained fitness and he came back from injury, he wasn't playing like he wanted to. He was playing like he didn't want to get any other injury and go out again. He was playing very safe, and I think that affected his game for, for like for a bit. And I don't know, like I don't know what the change will be. I don't know how we can get them playing again. I think that's 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 something that. Um, um, Thomas Tuchel must um, should work on, but for now, I, like I don't want to see them leave. To be honest, I don't want to see them leave. They are very good players. They are like they, 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 they are talented players that on if they are on form, like will get, will will be unstoppable. Like there's no, I don't think any any rational Chelsea fan. Um, no offense to people who wanted them to leave, but I don't think any rational Chelsea fan will actually want CH and Pulisic to leave. Yeah, so yeah, I'll, I'll prefer this day. Yeah, I think I, I have to agree on both of you, and I think Alex, you've just unmuted you, right? So, um, we, I think I think you stand the same way as, as Nick and, and Alex. Uh, not uh, not Alex, <laughs> Nick and Lemoyne. This Alex guy has a really good opinion. <laughs> i got to say, he's really knows what he's talking about. No, um, uh, yeah, even, I think even at the end of the day, even as dip winger depth, to have Hakim Ziyech and Christian Pulisic as winger depth is pretty amazing. So even though they're not playing that well at the moment, it doesn't mean we have to get rid of them. They can just be they they like the only re, the only situation I can even understand them leaving would be if they're unhappy with the game with not getting enough game time, which I don't, which I just don't really think is the case at all. So like. Trying to get rid of them, I just no, I just can't understand it. It's definitely something. Uh, Nick's definitely right, I think, in that it's it kind of came, all came about when ESPN sent out some put out some stuff about was, was Chelsea the right choice or this or some something to that effect, some words to that effect. I think when he's not been starting every single week and deservedly so. At the end of the day, it's not just him. There's a lot of Chelsea attackers who just. On, it's not happening for them at the moment, and it's not really happening to for Pulisic at the moment. It's, it's the difference between Pulisic now and the Pulisic of Project Restart is kind of nice and nice and day, but it doesn't mean that we have to get rid of him. It's I mean, yes, I'm very still I'm still worried about his injury problems and his injury record, and it seems like he's got some some kind of newer injury other every other couple of weeks, but. To at least have him on the bench, available to come on and make a difference, it's very good. I think it's 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 still it's fine. I think to have Ziyech and, P- and Pulisic as winger depth is better. It's better winger depth than pretty much any other club than Nick than what Nick said in City that they can afford to re- 
they can afford to say rest Sterling and Mahrez and say we we could be I mean if yeah sorry I'm rambling a bit now but it's something similar to City in that I mean to have that kind of depth on the bench to bring on I mean I don't think anyone would have it nobody has better winger depth than us in Christian Pulisic and Ziyech so yeah I, I really don't understand why anyone would say oh we need to actively try to sell them it just makes no sense to me and yes they're not playing well but doesn't mean you have to just you have to lose hope or just completely abandon any hopes of them turning it around because they think they can both of them have shown their qualities in the past yeah i think i think i so, think i think i so i, I just want to it. make go for it <laughs> I, just, I just want to make a comment about espn i think espn they they can't use politic to clickbait their fans anymore that's why they want him to play because last last season they, i think almost all their videos had politics somewhere in it so and they were getting a lot of views on 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 YouTube, and they want that again. They want that kind of attention again. They want that kind of um, 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 view count again, and they are not getting it. That's why they are a bit salty about police signal starting. ESPN, we're coming after you. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I think I think I agree with all three of you. I think I think essentially the fa- the fans want the policies that we saw after restart and. I think that position was incredible, and and you have to kind of just sit back and say he's he's had so many injuries this season. He's had such a rough patch this season, and and every player kind of has that. And I think Ziyech and, and both Pulisic uh, both had hamstring injuries or you know injuries around the same areas where they've both been having a rough patch. And it's it's unlucky for Chelsea to to have two world class players out at the same time or not being performing at the same time, but luckily, as, as you guys again said, that we've got the depth and, and we should be able to convert the, uh, the depth that we've got into chances, into, into goals and into wins and, and fight. Because I realistically do think, and, and I, I, I'm trying to think ahead of maybe even this season, and I'm trying to think of next season if we continue to just draw our games and if we don't go on a string of uh, string of wins as Man City did and, and now they look like they're going to become champions. I feel like this could be another one of those managers who gets sacked within a year or two and I think Roman Abramovich, he, he doesn't like sitting around without a Premier League trophy next to him and it's been, I think, three years. No, not three years. Um, it's been six years at the end of the season. The last time we won was 2016, right? 2017. That's when we left it. Uh, I mean... Just to add on to that, I, do, oh, I yes. highly yes, doubt that Abramovich is going to sit around. Uh, if yeah, it's a certainty that we're going to try and strengthen in attack this summer. It's the clear problem with the team at the moment that we're just not making right choices, and we don't have an absolute amazing finisher. Even though we kind of thought Timo Werner would be that, but yeah, it's clear what we need in the summer. We need so yeah, I'd be really surprised if we have to keep having this problem for much longer. Yeah, I think I think we need to work on that as soon as possible. But another player who's been having a rough patch and, and Chilwell, I think I, I will start this conversation by saying I think the last game or the game before he started, I think the last two games, he's played, like, I guess, well enough. Um, not the best of performances, but again, it's, it's Chilwell playing in a left wing back position rather than a left back position, something that he's, he's more accustomed to. Amart, are we... Are we thinking? I think I think there 
when Lampard did get sacked, there were a lot of rumours about how Chilwell was the only player that he wanted because he fit, he fit in that system so well in a fourth fourth back. But now that we've switched to a three, is Alonso the better choice overall over over Chilwell? Or today was just a, kind of a a performance which just needs to be brushed off, and he, he can come back into the team. Yeah, I think in the in the it's 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 the it's the systems the systems work um suits their um, abilities better like when when we play um three at the back it's it suits Alonso when we play four at the back it suits um um chill but it doesn't mean that they are just restricted to those um um style of play because we've seen Chilwell do very well this season uh, in the three back and we've seen him do well as well in the four back same as Alonso even though um we know he it's not his his, his like best um um system to play in but we've seen him doing well as well so I think for today I just think Chilwell wasn't really um like our other like he wasn't really an, an attacker but like on the offense he didn't really do that much I think in the first half there were there were like one or two crosses that he did, but like I think he 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 just delayed a bit, and especially in the first half, I think I was frustrated with him because I felt like there was a chance that he could have passed or crossed the ball earlier to Pulisic when he was free, but he took his time and raised his head up to see who was available before he even crossed the ball. Like that kind of instinct is that that kind of instinct, that kind of quick thinking is something that we might get from Alonso because of his um like attacking my, my mindset because he will just fling the ball in regardless of who he thinks is there or not. He will give in a good cross. But with Chilwell, he took his time and the defenders um, um, got back quick enough to defend those crosses that he was putting through. So I think like in the, sec- the second half wasn't really his best half. I think he had a chance that he squandered. He had a chance that he could have put us... Um, a goal up and then he kind of miskicked the ball and it went just um wide and i think that was what a lot of people were frustrated uh, with and then there was there were some runs there were some pointless runs to that he made like he made some runs into like on the wings but his crosses were always poor and i think that was also an issue when um um bielsa changed harrison because he was he was actually having a good game with harrison next to him like harrison didn't really couldn't match Chilwell with his pace and but when he changed Harrison and brought Costa in, I think Costa really gave him a run of run for his money. I think probably Costa had fresher legs and and I think he was faster than Harrison as well. So he didn't really give him the light of the day. And and unfortunately he has been scapegoated as like one of our or our worst performance of the day, which I don't really agree with. But uh, it's 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 how social media is nowadays, even though there are a lot of players playing and a lot of players that have had bad games. Like, you always get one player that they skip good. But I wouldn't mind seeing him, like, with with the way he performed today, I don't think Tuchel will use him against Atletico Madrid. I think we'll go with Alonso. But I wouldn't really mind seeing him against um, Atletico Madrid because I think he it's just, it's just a one-off game. It's not really um, something that... We've seen like we've seen bad performances from him in the past. We've seen good performances from him in past games, so we can't really write him off just yet, just because um, he didn't do well today. And yeah, and, and to the first um, thing that he said, 
yeah, a lot of people were definitely worried when Lampard um, kind of left because because he, Chua was his, his player, like you said, Chua was his player. So it was always worrying to see whether the next manager would use would actually use him or not. But like picking him over, with, like putting him side by side with Alonso, like irrespective of the the system that we play, I think Chua is always the the better player. No offense to Alonso. I think Alonso is very good offensively. I think that's where he shines the most. But with Chihuahua, you can get offense and get defense at the same time, even though the offense doesn't match up to um, Alonso's defense or offense. But yeah, I mean, bad performance, but I don't think we, should, we need you need to write him off. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> I think we've had thirty four minutes of pretty much negative talk about Chelsea, but I guess. Uh, one positive to look at at the moment is the Chelsea defense, even though Chilwell didn't play really well. I think Rudiger was a good performer in that back four, as well as a back five when 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 he changed. But let's let's talk a bit about Mendy. I think he doesn't deserve he doesn't deserve he doesn't get the credit that he deserves. Um, and and Nick, how I think I think if you had to say signing of the summer, would you, uh, I think the contenders would have to be Thiago Silva or Edouard Mendy. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to ask you who, who you're, who you're, who would you pick out of those two? Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, I'd say maybe because Thiago Silva has been injured recently. and We've not really missed him. I'd side more towards saying Edouard Mendy. What a signing he's been, man. Honestly, like we just look such a different team. I'm so much more confident watching us when we've got him in goal. And he's like, he saved us today. He's got us that point today. He's made some big, big saves there. And that's what you want from your goalkeeper. When you don't play well and don't really deserve to win the game, at least don't lose it. And he's made sure we've not lost today. He was, yeah, immense. And what what a signing he's been for us. Alex, um, who would you pick out of the two? Yeah, it's got to be Mendy at the moment. Not because Thiago Silva hasn't been um, bad or anything. Thiago Silva's been fantastic when he's come in. But like like um, Nick said, there's we haven't really missed him recently because Christensen's decided to be Danish Maldini essentially for <laughs> for the past ever since Tuchel's come in. So we haven't really missed Thiago Silva. But the effect that Mendy has, not just being a good shot stopper, but the calmness, the we just the whole defensive unit just seems much more relaxed and much more in control of things when Mendy's in goal as opposed to Kepa. And it's just, yeah, the effect that he's had on the team is, especially the defence, and it's just brilliant, I think. And the fact that we don't have to be scared at every single corner is, I think it's quite underrated. Under, under, yeah, sorry. Yeah, underrated. So, yeah, it's... He's been a fantastic piece of business, business, and that now it takes us up to level with City for most clean sheets in the league this season at fifteen. So, yeah, I, think I think he's on true. nine, and I think he's on nineteen clean sheets, which is for so for the whole of the season, including sorry, including cup competitions and all. So yeah, it's just been a fantastic piece of business and. The effect that he's had, not just being a good shot stopper, but just the calming influence that he's been on the team. Sometimes money can't buy. Sometimes it's not about spending an infinite amount of money on a keeper. It's just about spending the right money and spending on someone who's just gonna 
make the rest of the defence be less on edge. So, yeah, Mendy's been an absolutely fantastic piece of business and the signing of Basama so far. But for that, I think we'll definitely change that opinion in a, in a couple, probably in a se- next season or in a couple of seasons once our other um, signings start to really pick up the pace. Yeah. Um, Amar, your thoughts and then your, your player of the uh, signing of the season? Yeah, yeah definitely it's going to be Mandy. Like like they said, um, he's saved us so many times this season. And I think the, the, the clean sheets that he's had is like a testament to how... Um, confident he has been how like organized he has been able to make his like defensive lineup and um yeah so yeah the same things today today in particular he was very very good like that fingertip save he made um i've forgotten what the player it was but he did he made a good save was it a shot from roberts or somebody like that and he made a fingertip save that pushed it on the bar on the post. Like I mean, it's 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 a very good um, performance from him. It's one, it was one of our better performances today. And there was another shot, another save that he made that he like he had to think fast and make a quick re- reflex save to um, a, a rebound shot that was coming in. And he did very. I mean, today he was he was like like I like I said earlier, he was one of the better players today and. Thiago Silva, like both um, Alex and Nick said, Thiago Silva has been excellent as well. He's been very, very good. But like, because we haven't really missed him, it, it doesn't really like when he left. He hasn't really left a whole day. He hasn't really left a void in defense because Christensen has been very good and Rudiger and Aspi and Zuma they've all been good. So, but like, would we would we say would we say the same thing if Mendy? is gone as well but probably not so that is where the importance comes from so Mendy has really proved himself and the, the confidence he has like the reassurance he gives the defenders right in front of him and the fans as well watching because like Nick said I really worry whenever we have any like corners or free kicks or like any sort of counter-attack against us and stuff like that Definitely, as a Chelsea fan, you'll be a little bit worried, but not like first. So, um, yeah, he he has been the the signing of the season for me. Almost the two year he has been. I think I think as much as I love Kepa, and as I know the fans are going to be the fans are going to hate me for saying this, but yeah, I think Mendy has to be um, the signing of the season. He's he's done wonders for Chelsea. I think there was a patch right at the end of Frank Lampard's spell where. We kind of just kept conceding goals, and and now Tuchel's come in, and we've we've changed systems. We've technically become defensively impossible to break down, and I think as uh, overall, I think oh, oh, there's nothing that we can really improve on defense. I think everything's been going our way. Yes, occasionally you'll concede that one or two goals, but um, yeah, I think I think I think yeah, I think. That covers up most of the review for Leeds. Anything you guys want to add on before we move on? I've got a few fan questions that I want to ask Nick and and, and Kamal has has sent in a very interesting question um, for three I've of us. Just, I'm not sure it's been brought up, boys. But as per Quero, I thought you know you said people piling in on Chill Chillwell. I thought Aspi was pretty poor today as well. I don't know what you boys thought on that, but I thought and you know he was probably one of our worst performers on the pitch today, alongside 
Ben Chilwell. Yeah, I agree. Especially going forward, he's just uh, yeah on the ball. He's just not the best, and definitely understand why Reese James got introduced. But he didn't get subbed off for Reese James though, which is uh, interesting, I guess, because he went to the back five. But yeah, on the ball, uh, not the best from Aspie today. Uh, so yeah, I agree. He wasn't the. He didn't have a good game. I think we saw. I think we saw his weaknesses today because of the. Um, system we played we started with the four back because he really isn't good in the four back as a like because with the four he's he's required to move forward a lot he's required to go he's required to go up the pitch and like replicate what Chua was doing but he he doesn't have the had doesn't doesn't have the legs for that and yeah so um yeah I think that that that's where the issue was yeah I think I think I, I I'll have to this comes from someone who didn't watch the game. So from the highlights, I didn't see much of much of um, uh, Aspie on there. So I didn't really bring that point up. But I think looking overall, performance wasn't great. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be um, expecting anything better or worse from from either player at Chelsea. Um, yeah, I think that's that's a, that's the review for for for. For this game, I guess Chelsea nil leads nil another draw for Tuchel, but continues his unbeaten run both in the Premier League and in, uh, across all competitions. I think is it thirteen games now, if I'm not wrong. Um, and we sit fourth place with West Ham having two games in hand. So if they do win their game, I think they play today or whenever this podcast goes out, so they have a chance of going ahead of us. Um, as well as Everton, who can catch up to us, or it would be between one or two points behind us um but yeah fan questions we got a few on instagram let me start off with that and then we'll move on to that so um akash um asks nick um what he thinks of our midfield next season um who does he think the first choice pivot will be next season and then i'm assuming that's if we play the same kind of tactic and we, we continue with the same formation um if it's the same formation and say it's the midfield we've got currently, I can't say first choice because I think it's game dependent. What's been abundantly clear of two quizzes lineups, a lot of them are, you know, match up depending who we're playing. So it will be out of, it will be two of Jorginho, Kante and Kovacic, I believe, in the pivot. Um, yeah, I don't think there's necessarily a first choice. I think it's more opposition dependent as we've seen, you know, we saw, what was it? Jorginho and Kante against Liverpool. We saw Kante and Kovacic against Man United. We saw um, Kovacic and Jorginho against Everton. And today we saw uh, Jorginho and Kante against Leeds. So I don't think there's like a first choice pivot. I think it's more opposition and game dependent, to be honest. Um, any of you both want to comment on that? Yeah, I guess it's all dependent on if we bring in anyone else to compete for DM and... <sighs> Yeah, I, I'd like to say, I'd like to think that Kante still, I mean, yeah, like Nick said, it's going to be game dependent, but I'd like to see a more physical midfielder brought in. I don't know who, I mean, whether it's Rice, but you never know if with the huge rumoured price tag and maybe some, there's a few names coming out of France. So, yeah, not really sure on that, but I'd like to see either, yeah, it's, it all depends on the game and, but, Perhaps, I mean, it would be nice to see Kante paired next to someone who's a really 
good physical presence, similar to maybe well, the Kante Matic partnership we saw under the Conte title winning era or title winning season. So, yeah, it's definitely going to be the usual suspects, plus hopefully a new addition that is quite physical. That would be my answer. Yeah, I think I think I agree with you. I think um, I'm not sure if that's saying we want Declan Rice, but I think that would be our main target. But then also that depends on if we, I think we're prioritizing a signing a striker over a name midfielder because of the options that we've got in midfield. But um, the next question that we've got at the moment, Ayush asks, um, what do you make of the resurgence of Christensen and Rudiger? Um, should we be looking for a centre-back in the summer? Um, Amar, should we be looking for a centre-back in the summer? I don't I don't really think so. I think um, we we already have... I don't know. I think Thiago Silva might stay at least another year. And then, I don't know. I, I, still, I still believe in Tomori. I don't know why, like, a lot of people have kind of given up on that guy. And I, I still think he can do well because he's done very well against... Um, um, for um, AC Milan. So, I mean, he, he can he can still he can still um fit in the Chelsea squad. He can still play in this Chelsea team. He can, he still deserves a chance in this Chelsea team. So, for me, I really don't want us to um um buy a new defender over Tomori. If if we sell Tomori, fine. Like he deserves it. He he deserves to start day in day out, but if we don't, I think he he he'll be like he'll best suit the system. I think I think I'll have to agree on that one as well. Um, I feel like I've, I've agreed with everything you guys have said this whole podcast, but it, we don't really need a centre back, do we? Now I think we've got enough options, and and with three at the back, Christensen, as as Alex likes to say, um, he's a Danish Maldini, so. I don't see anyone else replacing him in there. And then with Zuma being an option, um, Asby, I mean, yes, tonight was in his greatest performance, but overall he's he's, he's had a good run of games. And Rudiger as well. And then with Thiago Silva, if he's back hopefully against Atletico and then, and then stays fit for the whole, the whole of next season, I do see him staying at Chelsea and, and making an impact. Um. Yeah, I think I think the last question that we've got, I think uh, I'll just clear this up for everyone else. We did get a few other questions about Hakim Ziyech and, and Christian Pulisic, but they've kind of been answered throughout this podcast, So, as well as Kai Havertz. So we've, we've kind of just answered them, and I, I don't think we want to repeat the same things over and over again. But um, Kamal, I, I don't know if you guys saw that question as well, because it was, a, it was on Twitter. Um <laughs> <laughs> who's your favorite co-host and why um, well should I, should I should put Alex on the spot again no I, I think we should give us to we should give us to Nick immediately yeah, we, can't no, uh, Nick. <laughs> we, 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 we can't answer that like we'll obviously be biased either either we'll pick it, each other or we'll pick ourselves no, so I I'm think obviously Nick... biased towards the mod sorry <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, at least you forgot to mute yeah i know no i i didn't forget i wanted to say yeah, I know. <laughs> do, who do i go with do i go with the person who always gets our guests on or do i go with the guy who always agrees with everything we say so just, and puts me on the spot uh, yeah so uh, uh, i can't you can't it's an impossible question it doesn't deserve an answer because 
love love them both too much. Yeah, I think I think I think it was, <laughs> I think he that di- he directed it to Nick. I think he wanted Nick to answer that. Oh, oh no! Go okay. for it, Nick. Right. Stage I, I can't. This is a no win for me, really. Well, as I said, Mark reached out to me, so I feel like I'm inclined to side to yeah. go with him. And and, um, and and remember, we had we had a discussion about James Acaster as well. So, so yes, yes, we have that. You're correct. You're correct. We have spoken about James Acaster as well on Twitter before. So yeah, I'll go. I'll go with Mark. I'll go with Mark. Sorry, sorry. No, no, nothing against the other two. I feel bad though. No, actually, no, I can't. It's a very okay. good I've got to change. A... I've got to change. No, no I will change a... to Mohammed because he bigged me up at the start of the podcast and said that was my pod. So yes. I'll go Mohammed. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, uh, do you want to change your favorite co-host now? <laughs> well, sure. I can't pick Mohammed because he just destroys us in our score prediction league every single week. And even this week when I thought, oh, wait, we've got a nil-nil draw. But Mohammed and Amat predicted 2-0. Oh, yes, I'm going to get some points out of this. And when I go and check that I predicted a 3-0 win, I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be great for our league. So, yeah, I'm going... Um, yeah, I'm, uh, so I'm going Mohammed because he paid me about 50 minutes ago to say this. But, yeah. Um, I'll say Mohammed. Wait, he, he he also paid me. So, who, who, what oh. <laughs> I think let's just <laughs> more of the story. So Alex is going with Amar. Um, I'll I'll go with Amar, and then uh, and then Amar, you can pick me. So it's it's, it's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's it. But get, almost, get, we'll cut this bit out. <laughs> but guests have be- have the highest weighting though, so I think more of the story. Muhammad wins. So yeah, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> right. All right, uh, moving on to Atletico, we have a bit of a more serious matter in hand. 1-0 up in the first leg, just, oh, I think this is one game any Chelsea fan will take a draw. Nick, would you agree? Oh, yeah, all we've got to do is just get the job done and progress, boys, honestly. And after today, I'll happily take a nil-nil. It'll be stressful, but if we get the same result as we do today, then happy days, man. Yeah, agreed. I mean, they, they're going to make it difficult for us if if we have to, if they if they say get a goal or get into a situation where we actually have to go go at Atletico, they're going to make it such a difficult time for us. You've seen it in previous years where they've come to away or they've come to Anfield, they've come to Stamford Bridge in the past and just made it extremely difficult for any, the team that's that's playing them. So yeah, really don't want to have to actually do anything. Against, I really don't want the team to actually have to do anything against Atletico. Just defend, do what we do best, do not concede. We don't even have to score as long as we don't concede. So yeah, just play all of our... Uh, number sixes and no striker, flat out seven at the back and <laughs> that, easy win. I think that's yeah. Um, Mark, do we want to get hold of uh, Jose Mourinho for this game and just just tell him to play nine at the back or something? <laughs> I think I think for some of our games, I think Zuko has been channeling his inner Mourinho already. Whenever we go. Uh, um, a goal up or two goals up, we, we tend to pack the bus and and stop anything from coming through. So I think we should do the same thing with Atletico Madrid. I think um we well, if we score if we score like it will put the um um fans at ease a bit but um if we don't and we come out with a, a goalless draw I think I mean I'm okay with it. Whether a goalless draw or whatever it is that we, we get but we, we should get a draw and, and come out and progress we haven't progressed from the round 16 in a very long time and we we need to get out of that rats that we we are, we are in so 
Yeah, I mean they they will definitely they will definitely worry us. I don't think they'll be as defensive as they were when we went, um, we played them at home, but at uh, we played them away. But I think this time they'll they'll be they'll play all out, and probably that is where we might also get a chance to exploit their backline a bit if they play with the high line. I don't think they 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 aren't known for playing with the high line, but usually when teams are this are that desperate to score goals, they tend to come um forward a bit more so starting with Werner might help in in a game like that and we might kind of like get the best out of our, our, our players and I hope we just qualify that's all yeah um I'm not going to say the word I agree and <laughs> I'll, I'll say my own opinion on this I'll say I'll say we need we need we need a win or a draw and essentially I guess However, we do it. I just uh, the thing is, the way I'm looking at it is, if even if we do go past Atletico right now with Chelsea's luck, we're probably going to get Bayern Munich in the next round. Um, if not Bayern Munich, then Man's is there is there is there country protection in the next round? I don't think so, right? No, I don't think so. No, it's so, not it's, yeah. So watch us get Man City or Bayern Munich and and. You know, it could either be we win against them and we win the Champions League. But Nick, I want I want serious question. Don't laugh at this, but uh, Champions League winners this year? <laughs> it's possible, boys. <laughs> if we get past Atletico, then who knows? It depends on the draw, man. Honestly, like you know, the way we're set up and we're defensively sound, we you know it's kind of perfect for the Champions League. We've just got to try and be more clinical in front of goal, but. Realistically, I don't, you know, maybe the quarterfinals, depending on the draw, might be as far as we get. But even then, that in itself is progress. So, I mean, we can win the Champions League, because why not? If we get past Atletico, but realistically, no, Bayern Munich will be too strong, I think. And then, yeah, probably City. To be fair, though, I'd say Bayern Munich and Man City are the only two teams I really, like, desperately hope we avoid PSG wouldn't be ideal but that would might be able to deal with them might be and and who would have thought we would be progressing the round of 16 Alex with with uh, Christensen and Rudiger in the back <laughs> three four it'll be the first if we do I mean not to jump the gun but it'll be the first time that we've gone past around the 16 since um since we won the league with Mourinho 14-15 I think or was it? Or did we even progress then? I actually don't think we did because we came up against PSG. We literally it, those we were the lost. years where we where where UEFA decided that we were going to play PSG every single time we got past the group stages. But um, I think no, we in, in the fourteen fifteen we also lost to PSG. Um, yeah, in the round sixteen. So it was yeah, Louise, yeah, yeah. So it was the semi. It was thirteen fourteen where we got to the semifinals. That was the last time we got past around 16, so that would be good. And it's also the other record is that I think is it that Atletico haven't been knocked out of a Champions League by a team that's not had Ronaldo in it, or is that a is that a, from a stat from like a couple of years ago and isn't applying it doesn't apply anymore? Well, I yeah, think I it's guess true. Last year they lost to Leipzig, didn't they? Oh yes, yes, yeah. So oh well. And then I think we could be the, the one. I think I think one positive stat that I, I go for it, Mark. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I go for it. I, I'm, I, I'm, 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 
kind of like 80% sure that you are going to say the same thing. But I think I read somewhere that like the teams that had an advantage before they went into the um, uh, the second leg all all went through. Um, I think that's last week, right? So um, and that's this week. Yeah, okay, this week rather, yeah. So this next week, hopefully the teams that also have the advantage going into the games will also sail through. I'm just saying, like, I just read that thing that somewhere. So I'm just hoping it works. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the fact that I was going to say was that I read it somewhere. I don't know how much of this is true, but the last time we won an away fixture um, in the knockout stage of the Champions League, we ended up winning the Champions League. So I'm guessing that would have been 2012. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think all of these superstitions, a lot a lot of these um, facts and and pos- probabilities are are no match for. The actual game so let's let's head into the lineups um and then then start with the goalkeeper anyone want to risk their life and, and um want to play kepa in goal yeah throw it a chance just uh <laughs> he's spanish the game interesting so he knows that let's go better than any other play than than mendy so no uh, yeah it's gotta be mendy and i think it's coming to a point where we can just skip goalkeeper i think almost and in the back three as well, do you guys want to skip that? Or do we see um, Nick, do we see Thiago Silva coming back and, and replacing either Asby because of his performance tonight or um, Rudiger? Because I don't I don't think we want to drop Christensen, do we? No, I don't think we see Silva. He didn't Tuchel say he's, you know, still not quite yeah. right. He's still, yeah. you know, not quite recovered from the injury. So he, he won't be rushed in against Atletico. So, no, I think it'll be the same back three. Uh, Azpilicueta, Christensen and Rudiger. Yeah, same. And Amart, none of that back four. No, I don't think so. The back four, the back four, um, um, thing didn't work. I don't think it has worked properly for Tuchel since he took over. So I don't really think it to uh, he'll use it against Atletico Madrid. Okay. Um, the midfield. Uh, I guess we don't really have a lot of options, so we can really skim skim through this. Since I think Jorginho's um uh, suspended, Mount is suspended. I would say. Kante, Kovacic, and Kai Havertz, then they, those three have to start then for us? Yeah, I think it'll be Havertz probably further forward. Um, play, yeah, it'll be the only choice in the central or deep midfield is, yeah, it's got to be Kante and Kovacic. Really would be, really, yeah, be hugely surprised if Gilmore got the chance, especially in a game that has so much riding on it. So, yeah, Kante, Kovacic, Alonso, and I'm sorry to kind of mess up the format that you just kind of described, but yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> I keep forgetting yeah. the fullbacks. <laughs> Alonso, Can- Alonso, Kovacic, and yeah, it's got to be James. I think we need to we need to be defensive. I think just keep our solidity, keep the back five. We know it's solid. As long as we don't concede, they can't. Yeah, we'll go through. So yeah, play James as well, a right wing back. Nick, you agree with that? Yeah, man, I, I'd go with that as well. And Amar yeah. as well, you, you'll agree with that as well. Then. Yeah, we really don't have any uh, options in that regard, so we'll definitely go with that. And then I'm guessing, so we've, we've established Kai Havertz and then the, the final two up top, uh, that, that'll be an interesting one. So I'll ask everyone on, on their own, Nick, you're, you're two up top or do you want to play someone right next to Kai Havertz and, and yeah, Fred up top? Yeah, so I have, I'd have Kai playing where Mason would be playing. Uh, I'd have... Ooh, I don't really. Is it fair? I don't think 
would we? I don't, would we see Callum up there? I'm not so sure. I reckon I'd, I'd start Giroud. It might be controversial, but I think with a game against Atletico, it kind of makes sense to start Giroud. But then, you know, with Timo on the bench today, was that an indication for Atletico that he'd start Timo? I don't think Atletico would be the game for Timo, to be honest. So I'd go Giroud up top. And then Ziyech and Havertz. But you could easily have maybe Timo behind Giroud. But I'd go Giroud, Ziyech, Havertz. Yeah, I would probably go the same. I mean, it's not. I agree that it's definitely probably not the game for Werner. There's that Atletico are going to sit deep. There's not going to be much space for Timo in behind. So, yeah, definitely don't play him. And you've got James that is crossing ability. So why not play Giroud? And also Alonso can put in as proven recently. He can put in a good ball. So I would definitely play. And as well, Giroud's our top scorer in the Champions League. Even though kind of got a little bit stat padded by. Um, severe, <laughs> but still, I think yeah, the one goal, getting one goal in this game would be crucial, would be really big because then they've got to go and score two. So oh, that's that's a typical, that's a great Michael Owen comment right there. Sorry, uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, uh, play Giroud, play Havertz, and I'll play Ziyech because. Whenever the Champions League comes around, he always raises his level. Even though in the past couple of weeks, when he's not Ziyech's not been particularly good in any of the games he's played, other than I think against Atletico when he came off the bench and he looked pretty sharp. So the guy just turns up in the Champions League at the end of the day. So if we're gonna have him and yeah, uh, just make the most of him and play him in the Champions League, I think he, he's proven that yeah, it's it's pretty clear that he raises game for it so I would play yeah. him so same as Nick's essentially yeah. um, Omar would yours have any changes or would you go with the same one yeah I'm um, sorry uh, um, I really can't leave CH out when it comes to Champions League and um, he, he's a different kind of player when when we, when, when um, we play in the Champions League or he plays in the Champions League so definitely I think I'm going to go with Diaz as well, ZH, Havertz, and Juru. Initially, I was thinking to go with um, Havertz and then um, Juru and Verna up top, but, and I, I am I'm suspecting that that is what Tuko will go with because of um, ZH's performance today. But um, me personally, I would prefer um, ZH, Havertz, and then and, and Juru up top. Sorry, I think I I agree with. I kind of agree, and at the same time, I'm kind of thinking that you know we do say this this might not be the game for for Werner because Atletico like to sit deep. But essentially, what I'm trying to work out is if Atletico would want to go at the start and and say no, we're not going to sit deep. We're going to try and attack and get the get the first goal early because we're not coming to Stratford Bridge and just getting a goal and, and winning on away goals. We're coming here and we're finishing the game as soon as possible. So either they start off in on the front foot and, and they have a high line, which could really help Werner and, and for him to get a few chances and maybe even convert one of those and, and kill the tie at the start. Or he could be very essential for us when he comes on maybe 60th, 70th minute where Atletico are forced, if it's nil-nil, or forced to attack and, and are you forced to bring men forward and try and create chances and that's when we use Kai Havertz and, and Timo Werner. So it, it'll be a tricky situation for for Thomas Tuchel to um, pick one. But but I'll I'll go with the same front three front three as you guys with Kai Ziyech and, and uh, Timo Werner. Oh, sorry, not Timo Werner. Olivier Giroud. Um, 
just just before we end this kind of thing, Mason Mounts. I think he hasn't missed any. I think he's been he's been part he's been part of most of the games at Chelsea. Um, or at least the big ones. This is one that he misses out. Nick, we know the impact he can have on a game. He can change the game around on his own. Um, there's been times where Chelsea on its own have been switched off, but Mason Mount has, has turned the tie around. So how much are Chelsea going to miss him? And, and how big of a responsibility is this for Kai Havertz um, to prove himself and, and kind of just cement his place? Yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge miss, Mason. I think, what we, I mean, he'll be, I don't think he was, he was great today. Um, but I, there's no doubt that like the energy he brings to this team, he's, look, he's more than that, he's more than pressing, but we miss, he has clearly been our best player this season. So not having him for a game like this is going to be huge. But again, I think Kai Havertz is some of his best performances for Chelsea again, have been in the Champions League. I think that Sevilla game, we won 4 nil. He's pretty good then. So yeah, I'm I'm worried. I'm a bit nervous for it because not not to be fair, not really because we're missing Mason. Because I trust the the rest of the players out on the pitch to do the job, and you know I don't think Mason is as big a blow as losing one of those you know free defenders. To be fair, but it won't be. It's gonna let, let's be real. Chelsea aren't gonna make it an easy night, so it's gonna be a very very nervy ninety minutes, and who knows, maybe even extra time and pens, but hopefully not. They wouldn't be Chelsea. They wouldn't be Chelsea if if, they, if it's an easy qualification progress. Chelsea and Champions League nights. It's it's a story on its own. Alex, do you agree with Nick on that one? It's not a big, as he said, not a, as big of a blow as as any of the defenders might have been. And and again, yeah, your thoughts on Kai of Havertz proving yeah, himself. Yeah, at the end of the day, we have a lot of depth for the for these positions. Whereas in defence, we just don't really want to. Yeah, if we have one of the, if either Christensen, Rudiger, or Asp, or particularly Christensen or Rudiger got injured or were suspended, I would be much more worried because we don't really have. Oh, we'd have to play Zuma in there, and he's not so great in the back three. So, yeah, it is it is a shame. I mean, Mount was. I thought Mount was pretty good in the reverse tie against Atletico. So, yeah, it'll be a shame. But Kai Havertz is more than capable. And it's definitely, I think, it's a really good chance to show to the world that he's not washed up. There's just so many, or not, washed up's not the right word, but it's just there's been so many doubters about on of Havertz. Rightfully so, sorry, criticism on his head that a lot of it has been deserved, but it's he's had an extremely tough time at Chelsea. So it'd be really nice to see him really start to kick on. And he absolutely 100% deserves the chance to start this game to show what he's made of. And like, like Nick said, he's been great or he's had good performances in the Champions League so far. And he's, I'm more than happy to, for him to replace Mason Mount in that position and get Drew to come back in and have Ziyech as well. So I'm really confident with that front three. I think that's probably the best. If we're going to field any front three at the moment without Mason Mount, then that's probably the best we've got currently. But yeah, happy with, yeah. So it'll be all right, I think. Yeah. Um, Omar, your thoughts and, and, and on, on the situation with Mount? Yeah, I mean, any game without Mason is, is definitely... A big blow, and uh, but I think we can. I think with the with the team we have, we can we can manage without him. Even though, yeah, he, he's 
he's been the one like calling the shots. He's been the one um, um, like bringing out um, um, performances game in game out, like constant, consistent for like consistent performances game in game out. And um, yeah, definitely without him in the squad, it's going to be very difficult because he was one of the better players when we played um, Atletico away, and we, he will definitely be missed. But I feel like this is the time Harvest also has to like. Um, um, prove himself that he can also um, be a reliable player in that position. So, yeah, it's 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 a big it's it it will be a big task. But I just feel like um, since we'll be more defensive, I feel like we'll be more defensive. I think we'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. I think the defensive defensive players are 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 more important than Mason Mount. And then I think in 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 a game like this where even a draw would would be as good as a win. Uh, it is very important to make sure all three for our main defenders are fit, which hopefully they are in for, throughout the game. So I think that covers up the pre the preview of uh, Atletico. Um, as always, thank you guys for watching. Thank you, Nick, for coming on the podcast. It was great having you, and uh, thank you, Mark, for inviting mm-hmm. Nick. <laughs> Taking away my spot for the favorite co-host. <laughs> the man delivers. Uh, Mark delivers. He always, yeah. He's our guest. He's our guest go-to guy. So, I mean, uh, we have to thank. I uh, have to thank him also for accepting because I didn't think he would, but he did. Um, I, I it was a long shot, and who do you take me for, Amar? Who do you take me for, some big guy? Too <laughs> big for you guys? What you can't afford? No, 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 we've had, we've had, we've had, we've had so many rejections in the in the the past month oh, or two. So, oh. yeah. So it's. Damn. it's yeah. Now, nah, been... in all seriousness, now, nah, boys, in all seriousness, I, I know what it's like trying to get guests on. You know, thankfully, people, I get, I try and get people on who I like interact with and, and talk with. So they normally say yes. Um, so, but look, I'm, you know, similar boat, you guys just doing a podcast. You know, you do a podcast with your mates because, because it's good fun, don't you? And you love talking about Chelsea. So, look, I'm get asked on. I'm, I'm not going to turn you guys down. You know, it's been a good, good discussion tonight and it's been a real pleasure so thanks for having me on yeah i'll 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 have to come and see you and 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 get tips on how you get guests on because i think you've got stanford church on i I don't know how you did that because you have you have some serious you just got to interact with people boys just interact with people on the timeline and and you'll be set man i've no you know i've interacted with chidge i've got quite a few guys from the Chelsea fan cast and some of the guys from the Chelsea social on, they're all just really nice guys, happy to, to come, come on and be invited. So it's honestly, it's no, no biggie. And to say, if you ever, you boys, you know, want me to put in a word with any, trying to get you guys, any guests, let me know and I can try. Yeah. I appreciate it. That's really kind. Yeah. Much appreciated that. And, all right, I think that's that's the end of the podcast. If you guys are listening to this on YouTube, make sure to leave a like, um, subscribe, and add it to your playlist or, or comment below what you thought of the podcast and what you thought of our review and, and, and your predictions for Atletico and Chelsea for the end of the season. If you're listening to this on an audio platform, make sure to subscribe and, and add it to your playlist. It does mean a lot. We're trying to get to 1,000 subscribers by the end of this season. Uh, make sure to check out all of our articles on our website and follow all of our social media pages for daily content as well as edits, as well, um, including discussions in the comments that we usually do, as well as predicted lineups. And you'll see all 
three or four separated lineups on there right before the game, but I'm guessing it'll be probably the same thing for all three of us. All right, that's it from us. Uh, thank you guys for listening in, and we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time. Thank you.